If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn for just a few moments. Uh, this is a special day. It is a day when we get to witness, not just listen to, but we get to witness someone's profession of faith. And we're so delighted uh, that Brother Lawton is coming today to be baptized. There's a first opportunity for baptism since his, his profession of faith in Jesus Christ and he wanted to be baptized today. We are, we are so thankful for that. To be able to witness this, it's a, it's a joyous occasion. Don't you agree? Amen. Amen. Something worth celebrating. We're going to look in the, in, the, in the book of Acts today in chapter 8 for just a few moments. Uh, we're going to look in just three verses, verses 36, 37, and 38. Um, and as you're turning there, we, we understand that baptism is a sign of submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what baptism is. It is a sign of submission. When the early Christians declared their faith in baptism, they would shout out, Jesus is Lord. You know, it's okay. I, I don't know if we are aware of this, but it's okay when we get baptized to want to just shout out. As a matter of fact, when we're just thinking about all the good things that God has done for us, when, we, when it just enters our heart and our mind that Jesus has saved us from a life of sin and saved us from an eternity in hell, we, it's okay to shout out no matter where we are. And he's worth shouting out too. Bab baptism itself is has always been a sign of submission to him. William Barker tells of a machinist at Ford Motor Company in Detroit many years ago who became a Christian and was baptized. Shortly after he got saved, the Holy Spirit convicted him of his need to make restitution for some car parts and tools that he had stolen from the company before he was a Christian. So the next morning he brought in everything that, to his employer that he had taken. And he explained to his employer that he had gotten saved and was baptized and he wanted to make things right. His boss was dumbfounded when this took place. And so he sent a cable, a message out to Mr. Ford, who was out of the country, asking him how should he handle this situation. On one hand, he had stolen from the company. On the other hand, he had brought everything back. Well, Mr. Ford got the message and he replied immediately, make a dam in the Detroit River and baptize the entire city. <laughs> You know, even more, <laughs> even more than the city needing baptizing, they needed to be saved. Amen. When we look here in Acts, in Acts 8, we find in here who can be baptized. The Bible says, now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still when both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water and he baptized him. 
This is God's holy word. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what this day means that we come to worship you and just what a joyous occasion to be able to worship you as we witness the baptism of one who has come to follow after Christ. God, we just thank you for this day. We pray that your blessings would be upon each and every one that is in attendance today. But if there's one who does not know you through your son, Jesus Christ, who has not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we pray, God, that today would be a day that they call out to him. For we know that you are faithful and that you will answer the call. Now, have your way throughout the remainder of this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here in this passage, we find an Ethiopian treasure who's also a eunuch. He was on his way back to Ethiopia after spending time in Jerusalem to worship the Lord. Now the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and directed him to this Ethiopian. And Philip approached Ethiopian. Uh, as he approached Ethiopian, he heard him reading aloud Isaiah uh, 53 verses 7 and 8. You see there in verses 32 through 33 in Acts 8 uh, what he was saying. But in verse in chapter 53 of Isaiah verses 7 and 8, there's some of the same words. And we find that. That this is what this Ethiopian was reading. It was he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as sheep before his shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgments. And he and who will declare his generation for he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. As he is reading this, as this Ethiopian is reading this, he is confounded, he is confused. And Philip approaches him and asks him, does he understand what he is reading? He responds, this Ethiopian unit responds, how can I unless someone guides me? How can I understand unless someone guides me? We can't understand the word of God without the Holy Spirit guiding us. No one can understand it without someone. And when does he guide us? After we've confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Prior to that, he convicts us. But after that, he guides us. Aren't you glad of the guiding spirit of God? Aren't you glad that he guides us to help us to understand his truth and his, of his word? So... He then asked Philip if Philip would sit with him. And Philip did. And he took the scriptures and he preached Jesus to him through the scriptures. I, I want us to know this in case we, we're unsure. You can find Jesus in every book of the Bible. He is all throughout from generation to revelation. Genesis to revelation. You'll find Jesus. And if you haven't found him, just keep reading. Keep studying. He's there. He's there. But I want us to notice for just a few moments who was baptized. It was the Ethiopian who asked, what hinders me from being baptized? And when, when this question was asked, the Philip, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart, you may. 
The Ethiopian replied, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And because the Ethiopian expressed faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, he was willing to make Jesus Christ his Lord and his Savior, demonstrating this through baptism. It's here in this passage that we find not only who was baptized, it was the eunuch, it was this Ethiopian treasure. He's the one who was baptized. But it's not only do we find who is baptized, we find who can be baptized. And that's what's important. Because there's many people in this world wondering if they can be baptized. Well, I want to explain that for us so that we can help others know who can be baptized. And it's only those who believe on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Here when he asked when he asked Philip what prohibits me or what keeps me from being able to be baptized the first thing he says is if you believe you must believe before you can be baptized. Baptism is not a right to every person born in this world. Instead it's a command to everyone who has received Jesus Christ as his or her personal Savior. Actually, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So folks, we don't baptize anyone who does not believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Every born-again Christian is called to be a disciple. And being a disciple, it means to follow after Jesus and observing everything that he has commanded us to do. And he commands us to be baptized. Mark 16 and 16 goes a little farther. Mark, Mark says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, this verse can cause some confusion, and I want to clear it up re really quick for us. When we think about what Mark is saying, believing and being baptized to be saved, uh, but if not, we are condemned, it, it rises up the question in our mind, well, what about the thief on the cross? He wasn't baptized. You know, the thief on the cross, Jesus tells him in Luke 23 and 43, Assuredly, I say to you that today you will be with me in paradise. We know he didn't get off the cross. We know he wasn't baptized. But, but Mark says, he who believes and is baptized. I want us to understand this. Baptism is not a prerequisite for salvation. Instead... Baptism is our testimony of our salvation. Amen. So why would Mark, in his gospel, speak of baptism when speaking about salvation? I'm glad you asked. Maybe it has everything to do with Mark 8 and 38. When Jesus says these words, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. In Jesus' day and in the early church, to refuse baptism was denying Jesus as your personal Savior. Because baptism was a way that the world would see that we were identified with Christ. When someone walked by or someone uh, came by on a boat or someone was walking by the shore and they looked and saw someone being baptized, they, they knew this person was identified with Jesus Christ. And for them to identify with Jesus Christ cost many their lives. 
But when we refuse baptism, any that would refuse it, they were just denying Jesus. Baptism is the public display of our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior. It says that we have died to ourselves. We were buried with Christ and we are now raised to walk in the newness of life. And to deny baptism is to deny this. Oh, it's not something we just do. It's something we're commanded to do. And it's something that we look forward to doing. And we look forward to doing it because Jesus has commanded us to do this. You know, when Iola and I got married, we had a church wedding. uh, And the church was full. We had this wedding over at Mount Airy before the big church that they have now was, was erected. And, and in attendance was family and loved ones and, and, and friends. And there were those who came just to see if we would actually go through with it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. From our first date to our wedding day was less than six months. And I, I think I was thinking about that this week. I think it was more like five and a half rather than six months. So there were people there wanting to see if it would happen. Um, Iola could have chose about any man she wanted and she chose me. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it right there. In that ceremony, we exchanged something with each other. And everyone in attendance saw it. We exchanged rings. And so when we exchanged rings, I placed the ring on her finger. And she placed one on my finger. And in this exchanging of rings, everyone in the congregation that was there saw that now she belonged to me. And I belonged to her. So whenever we wear our rings, when she puts, when she wears that ring every day, when people come to see her or encounter her, they notice the ring, they know she belongs to someone. And when, now I'm saying this for the message and also something else, I want you to hear what I'm saying. When people see my ring on my finger, they know I belong to someone else. Don't forget that. I said that about 15 years ago when I first come. She belonged to me and I belonged to her. I'm not looking for a wife. She's not looking for a husband that I know of. So, so just remember that. But also, <laughs> help us spread that. <laughs> also, what I do know is that if she's not wearing her ring, it can seem to some that she's ashamed to be identified with me. If I'm not wearing my ring, it can seem to some that I'm ashamed of being identified with her. Do we get the message here? Uh, I understand that there are fears, and we all deal with fears. Trust me, I understand fears. (laughs) And I understand there are those who have a fear of water. But for those of us who have been born again, those who the spirit of God has been quickened within us, that spirit isn't a spirit of fear, but it's a spirit of power. We have no reason to be afraid to be baptized. We have no reason to be afraid to tell people that we belong to Christ and he belongs to us because he's given us power, not fear. 
as a matter of fact, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as born-again believers, we don't have the privilege to choose whether or not we're going to be baptized. Instead, the baptism is our public display of our profession of faith. And choosing not to be baptized is seen by many as being ashamed to be identified with Christ. And he had just said, if you, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man, will also be ashamed when he comes into the glory of his father. It's not our, it's not an option, it's a commandment. And it's something we should look forward to. I, I, I asked Brother Lawton if he invited his family. He said, yeah, and some friends. And, and I, I, I want to tell you, those of you who uh, have not been baptized, I believe you need to go ahead and make this, schedule this and tell your family and friends to be here for this event. It's something that you should be proud to be able to do. Because God gets pleasure every time he sees us follow his commands. Again, you can only be baptized when you can say like this Ethiopian, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Charles Haddon Spurgeon writing in The Sword and the Troll said in April of 1890, boy they spoke so eloquently in 1890, his words was this as he spoke about his baptism. He said, the wind blew down the river with a cutting blast as my turn came to wade into the flood. But after I had walked a few steps, I noted the people on the ferry boat and on the boats and on either shore. And I felt as if heaven and earth and hell might all gaze at me. For I was not ashamed there and then to own myself a follower of the lamb. Timidity was gone. I have scarcely met with it since. I lost a thousand fears in that river lark and found that in keeping of his commandments, there is a great reward. There's a great reward in following Christ. And when we believe on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we're willing to confess him, when we believe with all our hearts and willing to ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins, Confess him as Lord and Savior. And that you're not ashamed to tell the world that he belongs to you and you belong to him. Then you're a candidate for baptism. You may be here today and you are a candidate for baptism. I pray that you would begin to really ponder every fifth Sunday. We offer baptism, whether it's one or whether it's a hundred. Every fifth Sunday, we, we offer baptism. As a matter of fact, if the Holy Spirit starts pricking your heart so that you can't wait till the next fifth Sunday, just let me know. We'll put water in this pool again. We'll rejoice with you because it is a time of rejoicing. But you may be here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You may not understand what all this means. 
and all that's going to take place, but you can. The Holy Spirit of God has a desire right now to open up your heart and mind to his truth. I know that because he's brought you here. You didn't come out of a commitment or an obligation. You didn't come... You didn't come just because you woke up and said, I'm going to church. It doesn't happen that way. You come because the Holy Spirit of God directed you here. Now that he's directed you here, now that you've heard the word of God. You know, Jesus Christ came to this world. He lived a sinless life. He died the death of a sinner, though there was no sin found in him. And on the third day, he arose from the grave, conquering death, hell, and the grave. And he's gone back to be with the Father after leaving the promise that he'll come back to receive us unto himself. That is the gospel. And if you can believe this, you can be saved. But you not only have to believe it, you must receive it. And if you're willing today, we can make you a candidate. For baptism would you today as every head's bowed every eyes closed would you today would you today be willing to become a candidate for baptism do you believe that Jesus is the son of God and are you willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior if you are pray this after me would you pray this along with me God I thank you for loving me for your word says that you loved me so much that you sent your only begotten son that he would die for my sins that I could have eternal life. God, I thank you for sending your son. And I believe he is your only begotten son. I believe he died for me and he arose on the third day. I believe he's coming back. God, I ask you would forgive me of my sins. For I receive your son as my savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Now give me the strength to tell the world that I belong to you and you belong to me. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you're here today and you prayed this prayer and you believed it with all your heart. Now, I believe that's enough to be saved, but you've got to believe it. I can't believe enough for you. And if you believe Jesus has saved you this day, as Brother Ronald sings this song of invitation, would you come and just tell me? Come and let me know that you have received Jesus as your Savior. 